Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier. And I'm Ben Che. In today's show, last November, The Works featured the second exhibition in the Painting On and On series, in which a group of more than 30 Hong Kong painters are exploring five different themes through their art and presenting five different group exhibitions. Well, right now, the third exhibition in the series is on. We'll be visiting that show and talking to some of the artists involved. It may only be April, but French May is already underway. And one of the artists featured in the annual celebration of Things Gallic is Charles Jollery, who is currently having his first solo exhibition, Mirrors, presented by Feast Projects. We take a look. In our studio, not music this week, but dance. And dance that looks at one of our favorite obsessions in Hong Kong, buying things. The city contemporary dance company's Noelle Pong will be with us to present and talk about her new dance piece, The Buying Game. But before all that, last week the art world heard the saddening news that painter Zhao Qi had died. In his early 90s and dogged by ill health, Mr. Zhao hadn't painted for some years, but long before he stopped, he had already built up an unforgettable legacy. Zhao Wuqi, who died last week at his home in Switzerland, was a painter of the mysterious, the unknown. His given name, Wuqi, means no boundaries. It's a term with Taoist overtones, and one that's captured in many of his works themselves, with their emphasis on formlessness or chaos becoming form. There are, in their depths, overtones of the creation of the universe. They both celebrate and illustrate the act of creation. Befitting his name in his work, Jawuki did not recognize artistic or national borders. He didn't even want to impose his ideas on the viewers of his paintings. He wanted them to experience the works without preconception. From the 1970s onwards, he titled his paintings only by the date on which they were completed. Viewers, he said, should bring only their own feelings to each piece. Zhao straddled east and west. Born in Beijing, he left China for Paris in 1948, before the Communist Party took power. He was in his late twenties. He'd never felt quite comfortable with the conservatism of Chinese art of his time. Zhang Wuqi had started to learn painting at 14 at the Hangzhou School of Fine Arts. The headmaster was Lin Feng Mian, who also taught Western oil painting. Zhao didn't much like Chinese painting, but he was nevertheless one of Lin's favorite students. 
Lin and other well-recognized Chinese painters of the same generation, such as Wu Guanzhong and Xu Jiaqin, had all been to France to explore the Western art world. But they had all returned to China. Unlike them, Zhao found a new home there. If he came back to the United States, I think that the development of the art world was very bad. Because when I saw his age, like Lin Fengmin, one of the first things Zhao did on arriving in Paris was to visit the Louvre. He found particular inspiration in the works of modernist painters such as Paul Cezanne. An encounter with the sometimes mystical and often quirky works of Paul Clay proved particularly influential. In 1950, Zhao collaborated with his friend, the poet Henry Michaud, on a series of lithographs and accompanying poems. That made his own name more familiar to the broader French audience. Zhao tried various techniques to define his own style. He practiced illustration, calligraphy and lithography. By the late 1950s, he'd become well aware of his particular liking for oil painting. said one day people told me I was abstract so I said well I'm a painter but I don't know is it because I'm Chinese and for us you know abstraction is really a Western concept is theory and abstract always has to come from reality you know you abstract from reality Zhao's father was a banker and an amateur painter who'd once won an artist prize in Panama. His mother was a keen art collector. Still, she preferred him to go into banking. It was his father who enrolled him at art school. His upbringing was firmly in the learned Chinese tradition. Eventually, Zhao did occasionally return to ink painting partly due to the long depression and eventual suicide in 1972 of his second wife, Mei Chu, a former Hong Kong actress. Looking after her didn't give him much time for complex oil paintings. 
At the very end of his life, Zhao could no longer paint the massive oils he had once loved. His health had deteriorated. But by this time, his paintings were fetching record-beating prices, and his legacy in the art world was well assured. He did stand at the crossroad of two things. Chinese spirit, principles of painting and attitude, you know, how you prepare yourself for painting, how you put yourself in the mood, how you, 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 you make yourself receive things from nature, from situations, and plus the liberty of, you, of, of the West. You know, that's one thing we know he would not have found after 49 in China. We'll be back after the break. See you then. Welcome back. In spring 2011, a group of Hong Kong painters set up an artist-run project called Painting On and On. More than 30 artists are involved, and the event is designed to consist of five exhibitions based on five different themes. There's also a series of seminars and publications encouraging the art-loving public to better understand what our contemporary Hong Kong painters are up to. Last weekend, the latest exhibition in the series opened on the theme of Melting Pot. Melting Pot, the third exhibition in the Painting On and On series, is currently showing at the CMC Gallery of the City University's Run Run Shaw Creative Media Center. It follows on from two exhibitions held last autumn and features works by 10 local artists, including convener Clement Chan himself. Apart from teaching full-time at Hong Kong Art School, Clement is a devoted painter. He and painter Francis Yu are collaborating on an artistic dialogue using multiple art forms, such as video installations and photography. Come among the other painters taking part is Chong Tai Fu. Chong Tai Fu chose two of his mineral pigment pieces to exhibit in Mountain Port to highlight the idea of position and purity. 
都已經唔係藝術家本身佢自己去調教嘅，已經係夾雜咗有好多化學嘅顏料啊，所有嘅繪畫咧都已經唔會純嘅啦。咁但係我自己所追求嘅咧就唔係純同埋唔純，我希望帶出一樣嘢就係叫精，精嘅意思即係好 fine 嘅，而係一個純粹性嘅，即係純粹係繪畫性嘅一個模式咯。呢、这個就係講緊叫做毛巾嘅森林啦咁樣，咁其實咧就係講緊我哋香港或者世界上咧，其實越嚟越少地方啊，我哋啲森林全部都開始慢慢變成咗一啲誒愛咗嚟起樓啦，譬如好似香港咁，或者或者動物就越嚟越冇地方住啊咁樣，咁就嘗試帶出個呢個誒景況啦。Alex Huang created two paintings for the exhibition, examining the relationship between urbanisation and its consequences for nature. He found inspiration in displaying his works in a group show. If you have your own exhibition, it's actually a way of doing your own way. 咁今次啊，我哋十個 artist 一齊做啦。咁我哋啲風格其實幾唔同啦，咁樣。咁但係喺個唔同裏面，其實誒，當我諗緊點揾咩主題去做呢次展覽嘅作品嗰陣時候咧，其實唔多唔少又會考慮翻啊，周圍嘅 artist 其實係做緊啲咩咧？啊，我會唔會點樣可以配合到咧？或者點樣可以令到個展覽豐富啲咧？或者點樣多啲層次咧？咁樣。This exhibition will run until April 28th. There are still two more exhibitions, a painting on and on series planned, but the days have not been set yet. Charles Jolly studied graphic design and illustration in Paris, even though he had long been fascinated by the art world. He later studied illustration at the New York School of Visual Arts and interned at the archival division of the Marlboro Gallery. That convinced him he should try devoting his life full-time to making a living as an artist. His exhibition, Mirrors, presents works in acrylic and enamel that encourage you to stand in front of the canvas and see it as your own psychic reflection. Well, now on to a favorite pastime of many Hong Kong people, at least those who can afford it, shopping. Next week, from the 26th to the 28th of April, at the Hong Kong Cultural Center, the City Contemporary Dance Company is presenting the dance, The Buying Game. It's choreographed by Noel Pong, the winner of the 2012 Hong Kong Dance Award for Outstanding Choreography. And we're delighted to have Noel and two of her dancers in the studio. They're talking to Billy Lee of our Chinese sister program, iPhone Sing 18. Hello, Noel. Hello, Billy. Ah, Noel, I know that this program is called Shopping Culture. So, what is the purpose of shopping culture? Shopping culture is the purpose of shopping culture. I will always admit that I really like buying. So, last year, when I bought a dress, I bought a dress. 
見到個畫面好震撼啊！哇，成屋都係嘢，制度亂晒。咁我突然間諗，咦，咁樣嘅畫面可唔可以放喺舞台嗰度呢？咁繼而我就覺得，咦，購物都可以成為我下一次編舞嘅主題。咁今次有機會進行創作，我就揀咗購物成為我嘅主題咯。誒購物做舞蹈嘅主題咧，相信大家都會覺得好新鮮嘅。咁究竟喺舞蹈嘅編排方面啊，排舞方面有啲咩嘅特別㗎？誒、呃，今次我哋城市當代舞蹈團咧，十三位舞者會一齊全台去演出啦。咁誒、呃，正如我頭先所講啦，我係因為執屋執到一。即係頭都大晒，繼而得到啟發，咁所以今次啊報警設計方面呢，就會有好多物品放喺個台度，多到咩地步呢？多到就係、是、誒、呃、大家都會認為十三個舞者係冇空間去跳舞，咁呢個對我嚟講係一個好得意嘅地方啦，亦都相對地係好大嘅挑戰咯。因為台上面好多物品啦，咁每件物品咧對我嚟講都係每一個選段或者每一個段落嘅一個主旨，繼而得到啟發啦。咁我希望觀眾翻屋企佢哋見到或者睇翻自己買過嘅嘢嘅時候，佢都聯想翻每一個故事咯。最後不如同我哋講下咧，你今日為我哋帶嚟嘅表演啦。嗯，咁今日表演嘅就係一段男女雙人舞啦。咁就係個女仔咧，其實係。一件貨物咯，咁嗰個男顧客佢買依件貨物嘅時候，佢將佢擠上身嘅時候，一啲想法啦，或者一啲誒佢嘅思考咯，係。